Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. it with my parents <laughs> and they were like ah yeah <laughs> we've got an idea <laughs> Hey, this is Annie, and you're listening to Stuff Mom Never Told You. And today on the podcast, we have another guest co-host, our good friend and co-worker, Tari Harrison. Thank you so much for being here, Tari. Hey, Annie. Thanks for having me. Tari is a producer. She's normally behind the scenes, so to speak. Um, but you pitched this really interesting idea, um, making friends with loneliness can you explain what that means and why you wanted to talk about that today? Yes, I can. So um, I pitched this topic after reading an article my friend posted on Facebook about Tracy Ellis Ross, the daughter of the famous Diana Ross, star of the hit show Blackish, and last year's Golden Globe winner for Best Actress that also happens to be 45, unmarried, and doesn't have kids or the desire to be married with children. So, Tracy, I'm just going to refer to Tracy as if I know her personally. I don't, <laughs> but maybe one day I will get to know her on a first name basis. But for now, just because I want to be short and concise, I'm not going to say Tracy Ellis Ross all the time. That's too much. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> back to the subject at hand. Tracy. In his article, Tracy simply denounced cultural pressures that society placed on women about marriage and babies. She has this great sense of pride and of singleness and self-love that, to me, I think it's simply admirable. The more I read within this article, the more it helped me understand why my friend posted this article to begin with. 
I promised I wouldn't use her name, so when I mention my friend, I will refer to her as my friend. Okay. (laughs) So my friend, she was very adamant about not wanting to have kids, and I was like, this is very difficult for me to understand. I'm like, how can you not want to have kids? Like, you're so great with your nieces and nephews. Like, she took them on a Disney cruise. Ooh, nice. (laughs) And those don't come cheap. Those are pretty pricey, and at one point, I was like, hey, can you adopt me? I want to go on a Disney cruise. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, like, she's a nurse by profession. Like, she's a natural nurturer, and out of our group of friends, she's the one who's taking care of everyone and making sure everyone is good. And so um, I had reached out to her um, before doing this interview, and I asked her, can I share a story? And she said it was okay. And these are the words she expressed to me, so I quote, For me, the bigger picture isn't and wasn't always a family and husband. I assume one would be there, but honestly, self-worth and happiness means more than being someone's wife to me. After talking to my friend and digesting this article in its entirety, I began to understand her choice, and it even changed my perspective for my own life. So in June... I turned the big time to grow up and take life serious, age of 30. (laughs) Dirty 30. Yes, dirty 30. That's what I call it. I don't think anyone else calls it that. No, lots of people call it that. Oh, good. (laughs) Because I also recently turned 30, and I was very drunkenly broadcasting it at a work event, like, dirty 30 is coming up, and people were giving me strange looks. So that makes me feel better. Sorry. It's a big age to me. Dirty 30 is like your last hurrah, sort of like paying homage to a decade of your young, wild, and free years of your 20s. And after the celebrations are all over and the alcohol has wore off, you're reminded that 30 is actually the age to embrace adulting and take life more seriously. It's kind of hard to transition after 20s. You had so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our office manager made it sound like I was never going to have fun again when I turned 30. (laughs) She was like, well, now you're an adult. And I said, what? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Like, oh, this is fun. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I wasn't ready for it. I'm still processing it. You know, Mm -hmm. June was not that long ago, so I still kind of feel like I'm in my 20s. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) so... um, Turning this age, you know, it just really started making me question things and wondering how do I look still partying and doing things I would have done as I was in my 20s and questioning myself, am I living to keep up with society? Am I aiming for marriage and children to please my mom? Or am I doing it because of this fear of being alone? Or is it something I truly desire to have? So many questions arise and that I didn't have the answer to, and still today I don't have the answer to. Back to Tracy. She stated in an interview with Glamour magazine that she had to make friends with loneliness. These words stuck to me like metal on a magnet. I couldn't get it out of my head, and everything started to click. My brain went off, like, ding, 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 ding. I got it. The more you age, the more you learn about yourself through... How the changes, the many changes in your life that occur, it's really about finding self-love. So I think that's my take on making friends with loneliness. It all draws to knowing and loving yourself, forgetting everyone's expectations and living your life for you and not for someone else. Tracy stressed the importance of knowing the difference between solitude and loneliness because there is a clear difference that we will get into later. But to 
make friends with loneliness is, in my opinion, a choice to enjoy doing things alone and to truly embrace that time with yourself as you partake in activities that you would normally do with another counterpart. Valuing your time with self by scheduling it into your daily routines and simply learning to appreciate those moments to have me time. Oh, me time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were talking a little bit about this when we were planning this episode, and um, I think you and I have a lot of similarities in our in our family um, and how they kind of react to this idea. Um, don't you? You get a lot of questions about this from your family, Tari. Don't you have like a reality TV story? <laughs> My mom's going to kill me. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I, I think, well, see, I'm originally from Portland, Oregon, and live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm all the way across the country. And so every time I go back home for the holidays, I'm getting asked, who am I seeing? Who am I dating? Even at one point, my grandmother, she was trying to, when she was alive, she was trying to set me up with a pastor. God bless oh, her heart. Goodness. I know it was in the right place, but um, the, the way I enjoy cocktails, that would have never worked. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, the reality show. So my mom, I don't know she was, serious or she is playing, but I think if I would have done it, she would have been happy, but she wanted me to go on Fox's Love Connection show. Have you seen it? <laughs> I have not seen that. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Oh, okay. we, I actually watched it with my parents. <laughs> and they were like, ah, yeah, <laughs> we've got an idea. <laughs> you should be on it. And I'm like, I would never, ever, like, this is the most, like, I can't believe I'm actually on Sminty right now. <laughs> this is a love connection. Yeah. I didn't want to tell you, but. <laughs> this is the most I've ever shared my personal life, especially in the regards to dating. So me going on a reality show, no, that would never happen. Never. So, um, yeah, my mom, she wanted me on that show and. <laughs> I said, no, I would never. (laughs) So, yeah, even though I know my mom's um, hopes and whatnot for me getting on that show was all in the right place because, you know, her and my dad, they've been married since forever, so many years, 30-plus years. I lose track. But she wants me to be as happy as they are. And I'm sure, like, if my grandma was here today, she would have wanted me as happy as her and my grandfather were. Um, But last year I made a post on Facebook. I was stating that my Christmas gift came early because my mom stopped questioning about my dating life. (laughs) And so I've always been one that's just been career focused, like school and finding my place in the entertainment field has always been my priority. And I will always say if the right one comes along, then it's meant to be. But I don't really feel like I have control of that and I don't have the power to say I want this awesome loyal guy that has everything I want to I want in a man to appear because I don't think he really exists like (laughs) not Mm -hmm. to go on and on but I really enjoy my time alone and I fear that being with the same person every day will become boring and I know I will want my own space even if we share a house I'm going to need a woman's cave for sure, but (laughs) (laughs) that's outside of the point. I know my family's, you know, I I just know they want me to be happy regardless of which, and they still want this whole family structure thing. Yeah, you touch on a a lot of interesting things there because um, I too value my alone time, but I 
I wonder, I read somewhere recently that more and more people are like living, like they're married, but they're living in separate houses or separate beds. I would love that. Well, there you go. So that, there are <laughs> options. There are options for you, maybe. Um, I get questions about this all the time, and I'm sure they're not meant to make me feel like an incomplete person, but they, they do. Like, I'm missing something. I haven't found this piece that I need. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, because uh, I'm always thinking about movies, I guess, yeah. um, the line, you complete me, it says <laughs> so much. <laughs> it does, because saying I was incomplete without you, I don't know. Um, it To me, it, it makes it seem like it says, okay, so my life was not full before meeting you. And to me, that's kind of whack. If I was to ever marry somebody, I would want to say you enhance my life because now I have someone to share the bills with or even someone nice enough to pay them all. That would be great, (laughs) even though I don't think that person is real. But that would be so great. Um, But, yeah, I don't want to say, oh, my life was, like, you complete me. That's just giving way too, too much for me. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. I like you enhance my life. Yeah, you enhance (laughs) Make it better. I'll keep you around. (laughs) But yeah, I would think I could complete my own life, you know, regardless if I didn't, if I had or didn't have that other person, you know. Mm -hmm. That's what you're living for to, you're constantly working every, as every year progressed to find ways to complete yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I I live alone and I'm not dating anybody. But I do have a lot of close friendships, and I would say that my life is pretty full. And in fact, most people I know in serious relationships, that they don't do as much as I do, which makes sense because mm-hmm. if you've got somebody that you're cool with just staying in and hanging out with, you'll probably do that more yeah. often. Um, and it does sting a bit when friends of mine start dating someone new and... I feel a little bit like an old toy that they just put away on the shelf because now they have this new exciting Don't you person. Hate that? It's terrible. I have a friend I can tell every time she starts dating someone new because all of a sudden it's like you don't radio hear from silence. Yeah, yep. I, I hate that. And it's like, hey, the times that I've been in a relationship, I stayed by your side. I was, I, I never ducked your calls. <laughs> I, I made sure I answered your calls. I gave you the same amount of time as when I was single for. In when I was in a relationship, so but not everyone's wired like me, so I have to give them a pass. It's true, I, and yeah, once once kids get in the mix, hell yeah, kids. <laughs> well, then <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, but it does hurt a little bit, right? And it's kind of sad because you know you're saying goodbye to mm-hmm. this part of your friendship where it was it was, I guess, easier. Yeah, um, and it's nobody's fault. That's just kind of a natural progression. Mm-hmm. But it does, yeah, it does sting a bit. Um, and with so much of society structured around this idea of the nuclear family, of success being the family and the house, it can feel like, or at least sometimes I get the feeling that people think I have not succeeded in life because I mm. don't have those things. Recently, I was at a friend's wedding and I caught the bouquet which, in case you don't know, means you're next in line to get yes. married. <laughs> according, to, 
Yes. We're planning your wedding now. <laughs> oh, yes, if you got <laughs> wedding plans. Well, a lot of people came up to me after, and I got to say most of them were like older dudes, but mm-hmm. they came up to me after and asked, well, who is the lucky guy? And I would say, nope, no one, not really in the cards. And I got so many follow-up questions. Why not? How can this be? Mm-hmm. You're a fine-looking lady. I'm sure you could get somebody. <laughs> to the point that my friend who got married, he came up and he was like, are these people hounding you? Leave her alone. <laughs> and it's just funny how much, I guess, this is what we're, we're told we should be mm-hmm. moving towards. And when we were talking about this earlier, um, I sort of got to thinking maybe it's generational because... My mom got married when she was really young, like at 20 or 21. And to me, that, that's before you have a chance to have those years where you're growing up and figuring out who you are as an adult. Because if I look back at 20, that was a different person. I changed so much in the decade that is the 20s. And now that she and my dad have grown apart, she's sort of having to learn that stuff, that who am I kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's been really interesting for me because she'll call and ask for advice on what should I do? I don't know what to do with my time. And I'll ask, well, what do you like to do? And she didn't have a response ready at first. And when we kind of started talking about it, um, she, she felt like the things she liked to do were things that you shouldn't do alone, especially as a woman. She loves hiking. She didn't think she should go hiking alone as a woman. Mm -hmm. And I gave her the info for a hiking club that I know, and now she's gone on several hikes with them, and she's gone on some by herself. She started texting me a lot of pictures. Yay, mommy! I know. (laughs) Good for you. Um, And there are still things that are far more acceptable to do with a significant other Mm -hmm. or, or even another person. A friend of mine canceled last minute, uh, last Friday, I think, a couple Fridays ago, before a Harry Potter live orchestra showing of the Chamber of Secrets. So I had to go by myself, and I definitely got some looks. (laughs) I don't think that was in my head. I think people were like, this woman is at a Harry Potter event on a Friday by herself. (laughs) But I wanted to go. Sometimes you have to do that. Oh, yeah. You can't just wait out for somebody else to do the things you enjoy. Like, um, for instance, I remember there was this big movie premiere for Precious. I was wanting to see it so bad. I heard great reviews about it. And every time I would try to connect with one of my friends, they were like, oh, I can't go this day. And I'm like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Like, I want to see it now. And so usually I would never, ever go see a movie um, the premiere weekend alone. But I said, forget it. I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I need to be a part of this conversation. So I went alone. And it was kind of weird because it was just me. (laughs) I didn't have anyone to talk to while... um, Trailers for the other movies were, um, <laughs> right. I, I do enjoy trailers, but some of them I'll talk through them. But I didn't have anybody to talk to. Luckily, I could just like scroll through my phone. So like places that I go by myself initially to, I'm on my phone, and that kind of helps transition me into like, okay, I'm there, I'm alone, it's okay, I have mm-hmm. company on my phone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, having a phone, being alone in an event can be <laughs> a lifesaver just because it gives you something to do. 
But after a while, I do start to feel like I have checked everything. Yeah. And people, <laughs> I'm still alone. Uh, the other day, uh, the other day, it was like months ago, I was at an event by myself. I didn't know anybody, and it was a really nice event. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt like I was the, if you typed into Google, sad single lady, <laughs> that's the <laughs> image that would have popped up is me. <laughs> but uh, I actually ended up meeting a lot of cool people that night, which is a, mm-hmm. an argument to make about, you know, just being social and putting your phone away. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what I like about, like, when I read an article um, for strategies for, like, dealing with just being alone and, like, your loneliness um, and being comfortable with that, uh, she says she has, like, a toolbox that she uses that she'll go through. And I wanted to suggest some of my toolboxes of the tools I'll pick out for the times of when I'm making friends with my loneliness. Um, So Netflix is definitely on there because I love movies and music for good vibes. And my addiction to Facebook is among them in my toolbox. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like, so my hammer... uh, what I would refer to as my hammer, screwdriver, wrench, like those important tools would be my TV, phone, and laptop, of course. Those are my companions. <laughs> <laughs> On a day when I have time to be lonely and I'm not as busy, which doesn't really come often, but when it does, um, those three like literally get me through anything. So I sleep with my phone, wake up to my laptop, and I date my TV. <laughs> it's like the perfect relationship because I always need to be entertained. Like being bored is traumatizing for me. I cannot stand it. <laughs> mm. So you should have a wedding ceremony where you and the TV walk down the aisle. It's like <laughs> on wheels. Cool. I mean, they did have one of those weird uh, marriages. Uh, Weird marriage. Where somebody married their iPhone. Oh my God. Like so you're it- right. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, see? <laughs> I will not be that extreme. I will not marry my iPhone and I will not marry myself. Even do you know people do that. <laughs> I do not. I don't need it. <laughs> do you talk to your, your phone and your computer? No, I don't even talk to Siri. You don't talk to Siri? I don't even talk to Siri. No. 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 I, I talk to my phone sometimes. It's more like when I drop it, I apologize. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so sorry, phone. Oh, no. Um, so I thought we could define loneliness here mm-hmm. because we are talking about the difference between loneliness and solitude and being lonely. So the dictionary definition is affected with, characterized by, or causing a depressing feeling of being alone, lonesome, destitute of sympathetic or friendly companionship, intercourse support, et cetera. But that is different than solitude or just being by yourself. You don't have to be lonely when you're alone, if that makes sense. And this brings us to that Tracy Ellis Ross interview. But first, it brings us to a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Can I rant for a sec? Please. 
pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, so Tari, why don't you tell us about this Tracy Ellis Ross interview? Well, pretty much in this interview, um, Tracy is just talking about her life at being 45 years old and not married without kids and how she's successful, but yet people are still questioning her. Like, when is she going to have kids? Like, as if her life hasn't really equated too much because she still doesn't have kids in the family, which sucks. That's not cool. Like, yeah. and stopping this whole shaming women for the fact if they don't have that. And she's, um, I think it was the 2017 Glamour Summit. She had gave a speech pretty much about how to make friends with loneliness and just uh, loving yourself, finding yourself work worth and enjoying every aspect of yourself and just being comfortable with not having to fit in society standards. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, it's it was a great interview. And to me, it's both sad mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, comforting. Mm-hmm. Because she's obviously done a lot. She's a lot. successful. Super successful. Like, I didn't even know she was a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and to have people still assume that she's not quite successful yeah. or that she's not complete or that her life is missing mm-hmm. this thing, I guess no matter what level of fame and success you achieve, mm-hmm. at least at this point in our society, for women, there's still going to be this, well, when are you going to settle down and have kids? Yeah. And someone, because she stated that someone at 52 years old told her, it's never too late. 
I adopted. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> that's, yeah. re- that's pretty messed up. <laughs> but what what I don't like is, like, if a guy says, and we're not trying to man bash here, but if a guy <laughs> says, oh, I want to be a bachelor for life, like, he gets a nod. But if a female says that, they're like, oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a different standard for sure. Um, and she she spoke about in the article well-meaning people telling her, yeah, it's never too late, or, mm-hmm. uh, like, you need to give your life meaning. Yeah. And she said, quote, as if all that I have done and who I am doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And to sort out all of her mixed feelings about this, she decided to write about it in a journal, and the first thing she wrote was, my life is mine. And just writing that, the sentiment behind it moved her to tears, which is really powerful. Very, very. Mm-hmm. Because when when you say that, my life is mine, it, it just puts things more into perspective of, okay, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. You start thinking more like, okay, maybe I don't want kids or maybe I do. Like, who knows? Like, for me, in my own life, um, I know I don't want to have kids because I felt my friend's bellies while they were pregnant and I was disgusted. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> Wow, that's one I haven't heard. <laughs> I'm like, seems like an alien's in there, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't. I'm like, I still seem so immature on that matter because I'm like, I don't know if I would want something growing in me. And I was like, if I did have kids, I would have to be with somebody rich because I'm not rich. Because <laughs> we would need a surrogate. Because I don't think I could carry a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you could always adopt Tari. Ah, but see, I'm selfish. I want if I do have a kid, I want the kid to look like me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Just to have a kid to see what a miniature version of me looks like. That's it. <laughs> That's you it. got you got a lot of layers to this. I have so many layers. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. If we go go back to the article <laughs> away from a fear of alien babies growing inside of you, Tracy uh, Ellis Ross said, I have had to really make friends with loneliness and know the difference between choiceful solitude and lonely. I find comfort in being able to name it, to say I'm feeling lonely, than to have a tribe of people I feel safe enough with to share. This is how I feel. Yeah. That's so deep. <laughs> it is, it is. And we all feel... Lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not to say that Tari and I are somehow immune. <laughs> <laughs> we have achieved some kind of anti-lonely bubble. We haven't, but it's good to be able to recognize yes. it and know the difference between being alone and being lonely. Mm-hmm. And this kind of brings us to something that I know a lot of you listeners have concerns about or questions about, and that is making friends as an adult. Mm, tough. Yeah, it is. And uh, we've done a couple of episodes on it. Actually, research bears out some of what Tracy Ellis Ross is talking about here because the mid-20s is around the time people start losing friends, and it's largely because of settling down and starting families, that thing we were talking about earlier, or people figuring out who their close friends are and focusing more on them. Mm -hmm. So kind of trimming your friend group, I guess. And I feel that, at least in my case... I'm very lucky and that I have more friends than ever. Mm -hmm. So maybe that is changing as all of these goalposts are kind of moving later in life. People are getting married later. Mm -hmm. They're having kids later. So maybe you're making these stronger friendships when you're more of an adult and you know everyone has a better sense of who they are. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. 
I think for me, it's like I've been categorizing friends. So I'm like, okay, this is the kind of friend I have. Like, I try to set people for who they are. So I'm like, some people I'm like, okay, this is an associate friend. <laughs> this is not the person I'll tell all my my deep, dark secrets to. Mm-hmm. But we can go to the bar together and have right. a great conversation. But, you know, everyone has uh, out of my friend groups. Like, I have levels to them. So um, bringing on new people, like, I'm open to meet new friends. Mm-hmm. But I just put them in, like, a category. Like, okay, you are this kind of friend that I could share these details with. Or are you this kind of friend that I could go to this kind of events with? Right. But, um, yeah, like, I would say, like, when I was an undergrad, it was kind of hard making new friends. Mm-hmm. Because I just didn't trust people. I'm like, oh, what if they're shady or do something kind of trifling? It was it was hard. But the older you get, the more you you're able to see personalities and see uh, um, behaviors as which you'll feel like, okay, I can trust this person. I can let them in. Yeah. And the reason that we're talking about this is because in regards to not being single, making friends with loneliness, an important aspect of that is having that tribe that Tracy Ellis Ross was describing or Mm -hmm. that friend group, that support group, whatever it is. Um, she talks about in the article how she's the one that's there. She, like, if you need her for anything, she mm-hmm. she will be there for you. And I think that is a very fulfilling thing to be to be that friend. I feel like I'm also the one. If you text me, I'll probably be there. If you're like Annie, <laughs> there's a, an event tonight. In it is fulfilling, but then on the same note, because I feel like I'm that friend too. It's also exhausting because oh. when you need that friend, they're not there. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like uh, one of my close friends. I love her to death. Like, she's one of my friends that I call sister. Mm-hmm. Um, to this point, well, she's like in a relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like when I call her, she doesn't answer. But she expects me to answer every time I she calls me. And mm-hmm. so, it's, I'm like, now lately, I'm like, okay, I'm going to treat her happy. As she treats me. Like, I'm not going to always be available. Right. Because uh, I think a lot of my friends, they just know, like, oh, they can count on me. Like, I'm so dependable. Like, Tari is always going to be available when we need her. And now I'm just like, oh, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. And that's good. I, I, you want a equitable friendship. You don't want, I think it's called, a, uh, it's some kind of vampire term. I should know it. I love vampires. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but you don't want it to be one-sided. Yeah. That's not what a good friendship is. Mm-mm. One of the the biggest things that people will throw in your face when you tell them you're A-OK with being single, you're in no rush to find anybody, is who is going to take care of you when you get older? I know. What if you fall and you can't get up, Tari? <laughs> I'm going to use the alert. <laughs> you're going to get life alert. <laughs> Alert. There you go. There you go. They're so not you got a sponsor an answer. of this show, but <laughs> they I, are will, not. I will have life alert. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you've already you've got it planned out. That commercial, I literally cried. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I know you're not supposed to laugh at that, but that commercial is hilarious. Well, the actor wasn't great. Um, 
Now we're making fun of what we're going to be one day. No, I will not speak that into existence. That will not happen for my life. Hopefully not. I cannot have that bad karma. But no, that commercial was hilarious. And I haven't seen it in a long time, but you mention it. Has tears running down my eyes. You know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, friends have told me that. They were like, oh, you know, who's going to come visit you in a retirement home yeah. when you don't have kids? And um, they just want to scare you with that whole loneliness. Like, you're going to be all alone. Like, one is the loneliest number. Can I sing that song? No, I won't. I mean, go for <laughs> it. No one's going to stop you. <laughs> uh, yeah, people like to ask questions like that. What? Who's going to take care of you? Who's going to pay for the retirement home? Yeah. Uh, who's going to call you? Mm-hmm. It's going to be sad sitting by the phone, I guess. I just hope that I could be like the Golden Girls. What's the, what was the most outgoing one? I have never seen the Golden Girls. OMG. Well, it- I want to be the um, cougar one. <laughs> the cougar one. Okay, there's a cougar one. <laughs> I um, forgot her name. <laughs> you were talking about how... There's not really a, a male equivalent for cougar. Yes. In, in our language, there isn't. No, which there's is interesting. Not. But normally, the depiction you see of mm-hmm. older single women in the media is um, it's one that's to be feared or pitied. It's the crazy cat lady, mm-hmm. the jealous hag, the murderous witch. We talked a little about this in our Mother Destroy episode two, society's fears around single women. But this trope doesn't reflect reality. More and more of women are choosing to live alone. The majority of the 12.1 million adults living alone in the 65-plus range are women. And there's all kinds of reasons for this. It could be divorce. It could be widowhood. But you don't. the one you don't hear about is choice. More and more women are choosing to live alone. Eric Kleinbert literally wrote the book on this, and it's called Going Solo, The Extraordinary Rise and Surprising Appeal of Living Alone. In his research, he found that folks who live alone are more likely to reach out and socialize and build strong support groups. He wrote, clearly, contrary to popular belief for more of us, living alone is a choice, not a sentence. And the percentage of folks 85 or older living in retirement homes has dropped at the same time, from 22% in 1985 to 19% in 1997. Researchers speculate this might be because of declining disability rates or increased options for home care, or both. And yet another study out of the UK found that single people live more active lives than married folks because they are less likely to skip out on physical activities they're signed up for. Married couples were less likely to exercise 150 minutes per week, which I believe is the recommended amount Mm. in the United States. Uh, Yeah, the thing is, you can be in a marriage, have kids, all that stuff that we've held up as the norm, as what you're striving for for so long in our society, and still feel lonely. You can be single and not feel lonely, or feel lonely. We all experience loneliness at some point or another. A study out of the University of California from 2012 found that out of the 1,064 adults over 60 surveyed, 43% reported feelings of loneliness. And of that 43%, 62.5% were married. So, yeah, we're all feeling kind of alone sometimes. (laughs) Another study found that in older folks, when blood pressure rises in reaction to some types of stress— Loneliness accentuates that response. It makes it worse. 
Barbara Dane, who is a 91-year-old jazz musician, described her observations of aging and loneliness like this. As you get older, you see the world writing you off. So you tend to become passive and think, I don't want to bother anybody. You lose contact with your own kind, your tribe. And before you know it, you're feeling bad. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your eyes start to fasten on the sunset and you start walking toward it. And that quote really resonated with me. Um, I have to my own detriment, and I think a lot of us do this, I get it in my head that I don't want to annoy anybody, that they're better off without me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's just like a, we're all insecure, right? And and then on the other end of that conversation, my friend, who I'm trying to not annoy with my presence, Mm -hmm. thinks, well, she doesn't want to hang out with me. So it's just miscommunication, and it's impacted some of my friendships. And so I try to be less insecure, I yes. <laughs> You're overthinking it. You have to get out your head. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And speaking of not overthinking it, <laughs> we do have some advice for you. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer... Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. And we do have some advice, um, some advice on on dealing with solitude. I personally used to tell my friends that I'm thinking of one friend in particular, and she just wasn't okay being single. She always had to be dating. And 
I, I would tell her, you need to learn to be okay with being alone by yourself and figure out why you're not okay with that. Because I think if you can get to the heart of that, then you can work on it and you can find ways to, to be okay mm-hmm. being by yourself to make that time better. And I think that that in turn will make your relationships better. Yeah. If you are this complete person, if you're not waiting for someone to complete you, mm-hmm. then I think that will be, it'll lead to a healthier life for you in or not in mm-hmm. relationship. So that's one I have. Um, if you're looking to make friends, I'm a big believer of shifting your mindset to be more about this kind of thing, more about making friends with yourself and with loneliness. And I know it sounds kind of trite, but what do you like to do? Get, you know, ask yourself, get to the bottom of what makes you happy. What are you interested in? What do you want to learn about? And then pursue those things. Join a group or a club that does those things. And then you already have that shared interest. You don't have to worry about planning or scheduling or finding a place. So that pressure is taken off of you. So I think that's a that's a good way. Uh, for the technically savvy, there are apps and websites that are all about finding friends or social events for single people not looking to date anybody. There are so many options. Uh, you've got Bumble BFF, Tender Social, Meet My Dog <laughs> for those who <laughs> want to meet up with other dog owners. At Leo, I, I don't know why I said it that way. It's A T L E O for sports lovers and athletes. Um, so if there's something you're interested in, there are a lot of options for you. And I think a lot of us are interested in it because in the first week Bumble BFF came out, there were a million swipes. So I think, you know, technology can help you in this. It can also mm-hmm. hurt you, but it can help you. Can. Uh, do you have any, any advice, Tari, for making friends with loneliness? I would say go out your comfort zone. Like, do the stuff that you would normally do with friends. Like, I guess, like, going to a concert or, like, for you, going on a Harry Potter ride. <laughs> like, do Hey, I didn't mention this in the episode, but oh. it's this ride I'm determined to ride. It tired just threw me under the bus. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. You have to have someone four feet or shorter with you, or you can't ride the ride. And surprise, surprise, people aren't super enthused to let you borrow their kids to ride this ride. But I will one day find a way. It's a Jurassic Park ride, to be clear, uh, to ride that ride. But yeah, um, we've talked about on the show before doing things like that, like traveling Mm -hmm. alone and how rewarding it can be. Um, going to the movies alone is yeah, one that movies. I I love. Um, I just saw Halloween by myself, and don't tell Ramsey because we promised we'd see it together. But I had an opportunity, <laughs> and I really wanted to go. I've been waiting for weeks. Um, <laughs> so there, yeah, I, I think that is good advice. Sorry, mm-hmm. and I would say we're making it sound like. <laughs> They're just promoting being single. Yes. But th- no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I think that, yeah, it's a valid lifestyle and we should mm-hmm. treat it as such. People are complete people. They can be human beings. Yes. Uh, outside of relationship. Mm-hmm. Women, especially in this context. But uh, make, yeah, make friends, make friends with loneliness. And love every part of you. 
finding your worth and just enjoying being you and doing the things that you love the most. That's what I'm trying to put out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I we've heard from a lot of you who have been experimenting more with doing things by yourself that are it is outside of your comfort zone and your adventures. We would love to keep hearing more of those stories. And I love one listener described it as luxurious mm. being able to do things alone. I think she had, in her case, she had a family and kids and not that she, I'm sure she loves them, but just that having that, that moment to, mm-hmm. to be by yourself and to appreciate that, that loneliness. And I think for so long, we've kind of made loneliness the villain but yeah. it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like a super sad thing. No, it doesn't. No. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can take it from two single ladies on the town. It's fun. And this whole episode is we need to give it right to our parents. Uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us, Tari. Thanks for letting me ramble. I appreciate it. Yes. Anytime. Anytime <laughs> you got a, a topic that you want to to pitch to me, I am all ears. And... We would love to hear from you listeners. How do you make friends with loneliness? You can email us at momstuff at howstuffworks.com or you can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast and on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You. Thanks as always to our producer, Andrew Howard. And thanks to you for listening. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.